What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I was recently a guest on another podcast called the Tropical Social Podcast. It was a really fun interview. I definitely recommend you check it out. I'll link it if you want to want to uh, tune in. But the host actually asked me a very interesting question about content creator burnout. It is so common in like the online space for creators to get burned out. Like I've seen like Vanessa Lau is like, I'm going on a year long sabbatical. Like so many creators are kind of saying the same thing. So with that, like what practices have you personally implemented in your own business to kind of create that sustainability that actually supports your ideal lifestyle without actually sacrificing your own mental health? She specifically referenced another creator that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with named Vanessa Lau. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently Vanessa uh, recently took a, you know, an ongoing sabbatical and for an undefined period of time. Like I said, I wasn't familiar with this. I'm not super familiar with Vanessa's content, actually. So I watched another video to get kind of a recap. He read through the email that she wrote. I will link that if you want to check that out to get the full picture. But I thought it was really, really interesting. And content creator burnout is something that I certainly, you know, think about and that those of you who are also content creators or want to become content creators have asked me about many times. So I thought we could use this as a good opportunity to just dive in and discuss. And the disclaimer here is, as I mentioned, I'm not super familiar with Vanessa's content. So I really don't want to make this about her per se. I think she's just an illustration of it, right? Like we've all had content creators that we enjoyed watching that suddenly just disappeared or you know, decided to take a step back or restructure their businesses. I think many of us have considered doing the same thing or you know, just, just it's, it's touched us in, in some way. I also wanna say that I, I'm in no way saying these are the things you, that Vanessa should have done to prevent this from happening and that I'm all knowing. Certainly there is a lot that she could teach me and teach all of us. So I'm by no means trying to do that. I also think that maybe the perception of this needs to be flipped a little bit because while I'm not trying to put words in her mouth and she did mention, you know, struggling with mental health and, and I think she did say the words burnout. So I'll let her, you know, own her own narrative. But I also think there's something interesting that happens once you start to achieve your goals. And I've experienced this myself that once I start to achieve those base level goals, you know, those financial goals, those kind of black and white targets, if you will, I start caring about next level things. I start thinking about my purpose, my meaning here on earth, on this planet. I start to think about the impact that I'm making. And that, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of need, that's self-actualization. You know, that is, that, that's the final point that you reach once all of your basic needs are covered. So in my eyes, I think that's probably what Vanessa is experiencing is she's she's experienced those, you know, superficial wins, those financial wins, those glitzy, glamorous wins. But now she's looking for that, you know, internal win, if you will. So I don't think it's even a bad thing. I think this is probably growth and it's huge. And I'm excited to hear what she comes back with after some time away, if she even decides to come back. Before we get into my tips for preventing burnout, though, let's take a second for the sponsor of the podcast, Metricool. 
Metricool is the Swiss army knife of social media. You can do so much with it. You can plan content, schedule content, analyze your content, get reports for a number of different accounts, not just your own accounts, but if you're managing clients' accounts, you can do that as well. And they just released a new feature that I am so excited about, and it's actually a perfect fit for today's episode because being on your phone all the time, being on my phone all the time, is a recipe for burnout for me personally. I find it to be extremely overwhelming to see all the sights, all the sounds, to constantly be getting notifications. And up until this point, if I wanted to create Instagram stories, either for myself or for my clients, I still had to use my phone to do that. And Metricool now released a feature that enables you to schedule your Instagram stories. This is huge, this is game-changing. You can now just sit down once a week and plan out all of your story content, all of your client's story content, load it up into the planner in Metricool, and you are good to go. So as always, you can use my code Latasha at the link in the show notes to get 30 days free on any of their pro plans. You can also check out their free plan, their free forever plan, which is amazing. So many great features just within that as well. Uh, but thank you to Metrical for sponsoring this episode. And I'm so excited about the new stories scheduler. Okay. Let's talk about how to avoid burnout as a content creator. The first thing that I think is just so important for any business owner is to define success and specifically define success for yourself. Your version of success looks different than my version of success, looks different than Vanessa's version of success, and so on. And I'm going to be honest, something that <laughs> always bothers me, and I don't want this to come up cross some type of way or, you know, combative. I don't want you to take offense if you've ever said something like this to me, but it's always bothered me when people will leave comments and say, you deserve so many more subscribers. I wish you would just blow up. Like I wish you would just get bigger and more successful. It's always kind of offended me because it's like, wait, I'm not successful. <laughs> wait, I, I, I not, I shouldn't be proud of what I've built already. And I know that's not the intention. So I try not to take it that way. But it's just really interesting because, yeah, when you're comparing me with like, I don't know who the, you know, Ali Abdal or like some huge YouTuber, yeah, of course I look like a loser in comparison. But when I compare myself to my beginning, when I compare myself to what I want out of life, like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to being there. When I think about what's important to me and my business, it's not being flashy. It's not having a ton of employees. It's not having that big shiny office building in the sky, but it's like, I would like to retire, like, you know, in like 15, 20 years, to be honest, at least to a soft retire. Let's be honest. I'm never going to like fully retire. I don't think that's in me, but I don't want to have to be hustling, you know, until I'm 75, God willing, I live that long. But for you, it might be something totally different. You know, I hear from students all the time who their financial goal is to make $20,000 from freelancing a year, because that's going to help them pay their young family's mortgage or help put food on the table or help be able to afford childcare for their children. Like that's a huge win. I hear from people all the time who just want an outlet to be creative. And so for them, the money isn't even really the value. It's about the community. It's about having a way to express yourself. And I just think it's so important to know what you want out of your business, out of your content, because it's not going to be the same for everybody. My therapist actually had me do this exercise when we first started working together 
it was taking a values assessment and it felt really cheesy. I was like, I already know what I stand for and all these things. And, and I did, I think I had a pretty good grasp on it, but taking the actual assessment was really helpful for me just to see laid out like, oh yeah, interesting. Money isn't in your top five values at all, but you know what is creativity, um, health. Those are the things that matter the most to me. And so if one of those things is out of whack for the sake of money or success, I'm not going to feel right. Even if it looks good, even if it is the number that everybody else wants me to hit, if I'm sacrificing my health because I'm working out my business all the time, or I'm sacrificing creativity because I'm just doing what these businesses and brands and people want me to do, I'm not going to feel successful and I'm going to burn out. So know your values, know your goals, know what you need, right? From a financial standpoint, that just means knowing your budget, like knowing your business operating expenses, knowing your personal life expenses and knowing your goals. Yeah. Are you trying to work towards retirement? Are you trying to save up for childcare? Are you trying to, you know, whatever, know those things. And that's how you define success for yourself. Speaking of financials, Again, I don't think that's the only measure of success by any means, but one thing that has really helped me is breaking up my financial goals and strategies by quarter as opposed to by month. Let me tell you a little story. April 2023 was my best month in business ever. And I've said that twice now this year, which means I have been breaking records, which has felt good. Like that's been really cool. However, let me tell you the flip side of that, that always comes is April, or wait, what month is it? May, May of 2023, worst month in business. Not ever, but definitely this year. I mean, unless something big changes in the next week, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's good. It again, perspective, like when I compare it to whatever dreamed I, you know, my business could do, it's it's good, it's it's acceptable. But when you compare it to that huge number from the month before. Of course, I'm going to feel like a failure. Of course, I'm going to think the worst about myself, about my business. I'm going to feel like nothing I'm doing is good enough. And like, I just have to push harder, harder, harder. But let me tell you something. May is a big personal month for me. There's a lot going on always this year. Super excited. My first nephew is graduating high school. So my mind's been on that. I'm going to be spending time at home for that. And like, frankly, that's what I want to be doing. I don't want to be doing a webinar to sell more courses, even though I could. I could take action and turn this month around. I don't want to. I have other things that I would be, I would rather be doing. And that just comes down again to knowing my values, where my priorities lie. If money was my only goal, I could turn it around, but it would come at a price. It would come at a sacrifice of my mental health, my family, my, you know, something, and I don't want to do it. So keeping perspective here and saying, okay, you know what? A quarter is made up of April, May, and June. So May, okay, not super good. April, very good. June is probably going to be good. Let's just, let's put that put the intention out there and let's say we're going to beat April. Even if we don't though, my quarter is still an average to good quarter as opposed to looking at just that one bad month or just that one huge month because that can put a lot of pressure too if I'm always trying to live up to that you know it's like it's just really hard when you do that so measure by quarter I mean measure monthly measure daily absolutely but measuring by quarter and really making plans by quarter allows me to prevent some of that those negative feelings another thing about content in particular is like may is always bad for me. And I don't know, part of it might be the personal stuff because I'm always away from the business a little bit. 
But I think also a lot of it is that like, it's finally nice out and people have been cooped up in their homes for months on end. And it is beautiful, 75 sunny best month of the year. I'm just saying people are not sitting around watching YouTube all day. People are out with their friends and their family, just like I am. And so knowing those, you know, uh, cycles of business, those patterns that happen in business, I'm not going to let myself feel like crap about myself because the same thing happens every single May and that numbers are down in May, but they come back up once it starts to become the dog days of summer and people do want to stay inside an AC, right? So keeping all those things into perspective and measuring accordingly can really help set expectations and prevent burnout. Another thing that helps me personally is growing lean. I have never really wanted, like I said, that big office building in the sky. I've never really wanted a team of 50. Like that's just never really been a goal for me. And I fully respect if that is your goal. I think some people that is their dream. You know, if you want to be a Gary Vee or a, you know, whoever, an Oprah, I don't know, whoever your business idol is, go for it. Like your, your trajectory, your goals, your plans are going to be totally different than mine. But for me, and I think for a lot of people who just want to be creative and make a little money along the way, we don't need all that. We don't need to be hiring people full-time, you know, in our business, like 50 full-time people in our business. We don't need to be renting expensive office space. We don't need to be buying a company car. We don't need to be paying ourselves a salary that is so ridiculous that it's hard to keep up with every month. I pay myself like my salary is an average salary. It's not too low. It's not like $1, right? It's, it's a fair, good, it's a good salary, but I could pay myself a lot more based on what my business this revenue does. But guess what? That would mean that it, that the bar is now that much higher, especially if I then also have team members that I'm paying salaries, full-time team members. And don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't outsource because I think that's another way that people burn out is they don't outsource at all. And I've certainly experienced that version of, of burnout where I was trying to bootstrap a little too much. I was trying to do everything myself. And you got to know when you truly need help. Something that has helped me is just learning to um, hire freelancers, contractors, as opposed to all full-timers. That allows for a little bit more flexibility. It takes the pressure off because you can just work by project and things like that. So figure out what works for you. Um, if you need a little inspiration, the book the Minimalist Entrepreneur by Sahil Lavinia was really helpful for me. When I read it, I was like, this is like my business um, philosophy in a book. Like, did he get into my brain? Obviously, I think he knows a little bit more than I do. He built a hugely successful company, Gumroad, but it's a really good one to check out if you need a little inspiration. But yeah, growing lean means that I am able to have a mediocre month like May and not freak out about it. I'm not worried that I'm going to lose my business, that I'm going to, you know, lose anything personally. It's okay. I'm allowed to have a couple bad months and and I also don't need to lay people off because that is a whole nother layer of pressure. You know, I think for successful people in business, a lot of us are not only worried about our own incomes, but a lot of us are also breadwinners in our family. And so we've got other people relying on us. And then when you have employees, now you have more people who aren't even related to you that are relying on you. And that can feel terrible if the business takes a turn and now you have to lay off your whole team. But knowing that I haven't overhired, I haven't overspent means that I don't need to lay off my team if we have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad couple months. 
we've got the flexibility, we've got the money in the bank, and it's going to be okay. We at least have time to try to turn the ship around, if you know what I mean. I have a confession, and that's that I've already recorded this podcast once before. And the first version was like, it, it was like a stream of consciousness. It was deeply therapeutic to me, but I I care about your time. I value your time. So I'm doing a little bit of a cut down version. But I do want to share a clip from the original cut because I cried, which is was very unexpected. Something that has helped me personally is the Freelance Friday Club. It's my membership group which I've been very open about is not really like, I guess it's profitable, but it's not a revenue driver. <laughs> like it's not, it doesn't really make me money, but I show up in there every single week. I talk to real humans every single week. I hear about what's going on in their businesses. I help people with problems. They help me with problems. And that keeps me clued in to like why I'm really doing this. So it's extremely valuable to me and my purpose. So I think this is just really important. Again, it's going to help you realize your goals and it will probably help you just realize how good you're doing already. Because when people tell me, I mean, I got off a coaching call the other day and somebody, we closed the call, we're saying our goodbyes. And she was like, you changed my life. And like, wow. Okay. I haven't cried on camera in a really long time. This is so embarrassing. Am I okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I okay? But I think it's important to kind of have those moments sometimes, if I'm being honest, and stay close to your purpose. If you're on my email list or you're in the Freelance Friday Club or, you know, you talk to me at all personally, you probably have noticed that I've done a little bit more one-on-one -on -one coaching this year than I did, you know, for the past couple years. And I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't really make a lot of financial sense. Totally honest with you. Um, but... It is by far one of the most important things that I can do in this season where I was feeling a little bit disconnected from my purpose. I was kind of starting to look at my business as like just a business, only seeing the financials, only seeing the goals and not really measuring the impact quite as much. And this is extremely important. When you get in a season of just pumping out content, like you're working a factory line, Good doesn't tend to come out of that for me, at least, you know, and figure out what fuels you. Maybe, maybe if money only fuels you, then sure. But for me, money isn't the number one goal. In addition to creativity and the personal things like health that I mentioned, it's also impact. It's also hearing from people. Oh my gosh, you helped me quit my terrible job that I hated so much. Or like I said, you helped me earn enough money to be able to, you know, afford childcare for my family or put food on the table or help, you know, out with the mortgage or do something cool, like make my first short film or publish my first book. Like that stuff is worth more than any dollar amount. I am not just saying that to say that. So stay close to your purpose, whatever that means for you, whether that is speaking to customers, interviewing customers. Uh, that's another reason why I have the Freelance Friday Club. I get to talk to people who consume my content and who look to me for advice every single week, face-to-face -face on Zoom. And that is so extremely valuable. So, you know, figure out what that is for you, what your purpose is, stay close to it because it makes it feel a whole lot less like work and it makes, it just makes you realize like why you're doing it. And I, and I find that that is hugely motivational for me at least. Similarly, you know, you've got to have fun. I mean, I don't believe in the whole, you know, find a job you like and you'll never work another day in your life. Like that's BS. Today, 
I've been having a day just getting this podcast out. Every SD card I pulled out was full or like corrupted or not working. It's like humid out and my hair is being annoying. And it's like, you know, just like the guy started mowing the lawn the second I pressed record on the podcast. Like, it's not my favorite recording session. I'm going to be honest with you. And you're going to have those days. But if that is your normal, if you wake up every day and just let out a sigh because you have to film videos, something something might need to change. I actually have a friend who's really big on TikTok and we were talking because that's how I feel about TikTok. I've made no secret TikTok is not my favorite platform. And she was like, you know, either you got to stop doing it or you got to change your attitude about it because content is energy. Content is energy. And if you are having this energetic exchange where you are like, oh, I guess I got to record this TikTok is something I don't want to do. I feel like an imposter. I feel like it's, you know, all these negative thoughts about it. What do you think is going to happen from it? Like, just don't either just don't do it or change your mindset about it. And she's totally right. And I feel that way about any form of content. When people tell me they want to get on YouTube, but they the editing process just seems terrible. Getting on camera terrifies them. Um, you know, they're they're not confident about that they know enough to talk about whatever it is that they want to make their channel about. My answer is not to like mindset your way out of it. It's probably try a different format or try something different, at least in the beginning, and maybe work your way up to it because it's a long game. Content of any kind is a long game consistency is the secret. Really, you know, you ask most any content creator and that's what they're going to tell you. Consistency. Yes. Quality. Yes. Expertise. Yes. A unique style, but consistency is really what, what, um, you know, will, will help push you over the edge there. And it's going to be really hard to be consistent with something that you hate doing or that you feel like you're just doing again, just for a number or just, just to hit some arbitrary milestone. I tweeted something. I don't remember the exact words. I'll put it up on the screen, but I know how to go viral on YouTube, to be honest. Now, I'm not going to say I could make every single video go viral if I really tried, because there is a little bit of just magic, I think, that happens. But I could, I, I know the formula, okay? I know what I could do to make my videos a little bit more on trend or, or viral type content. But they don't feel authentic to me. I know that might sound cheesy. I know that might sound like whatever, weird. But it's true, like just because I know how to do it doesn't mean that I want to use that recipe, doesn't mean that I want to um, subscribe to like just creating for an algorithm because there are real humans behind this camera or, you know, there will be once I upload it to the Internet. And that's who I care about most and myself. I care about my own form of creative expression. And so therefore, I don't want to make the thumbnail that has that formula that we all know because that I don't like how it looks, you know, I'm sorry. And maybe that's really silly of me, but again, money is not my number one measure of success. I feel a lot better looking at a library of content that I like, and that I'm proud of. You might feel completely different, but you got to know what that is to you. If money makes you have fun, then by all means, create for the algorithm. But for me, uh, that's not the only way that I have fun. And, and the last thing I want to say about content creator burnout is if you are exhibiting symptoms <laughs> of it, I'm not a doctor, but you know, if you are feeling like, wow, every day is the same. Every day is not fun. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Take a break, take a break. I do an annual camping trip, just booked mine for the year. Can't wait. And it is so 
helpful to me to just get away, go somewhere where there is very low cell service, absolutely no internet service, and just be away with my thoughts. I write, I create, sometimes I just do nothing but lay on the beach and stare at the sky. And doing that is so helpful. You can do many versions of that. You can have screen-free weekends. I know some of my friends do that. I don't fully do that, but I definitely do not like do worky screen stuff. Like I don't scroll Instagram usually that much. It's more like I'm looking at Reddit. I'm like doing the things that I find to be fun for me personally. I'm talking about music and movies and stuff like that on the internet. I'm not talking about business and marketing. And yeah, you could also do a longer sabbatical, which I would love to do at some point. I don't feel like I'm at the point where I need that, but I think what Vanessa is doing is great. Again, I think maybe we need a, some of the rhetoric around it that I, that I saw was kind of like, oh, this was a failure. You know, she failed. But again, I don't think we need to look at it as failure. I think we need to look at it as she did what was right for her business, but definitely listen to yourself, listen to your body. If you need a break, take a break. The internet is here. Okay. Like there's always going to be this feeling and this fear. Like if I just skip an upload, if I, you know, go away for a while, people are going to forget who I am. And I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I see it all the time with some of my favorite creators who just take breaks for whatever reason. And those who are meant to be there will remain. I know consistency does matter. Don't get me wrong. And it might be, you might have to climb out of out of it a little bit and, and get back to where you are. But one of my favorite creators, D'Angelo Wallace, um, maybe some of you know him, he just took like a year long break and came back and he's back to getting millions of views, you know? So if you are a true creator, if you really believe in storytelling and connecting with your audience, you can do it again. Like this isn't some fluke. So take a break if you need it. That's that's my two cents, I guess. But let me know what you think. Have you ever experienced content creator burnout? Have you ever taken a sabbatical from content creation or from work or business in general? I'd be really curious to know. And thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to get this one off my chest and I'm, I really am curious what you think. So please do uh, leave me some feedback in the comments. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Metrocool for sponsoring the Freelance Friday podcast. I'll leave that link and discount code in the show notes so you can give their pro plan a try, 30 days free. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.